welcome to the very first episode of Proactive Parenting. This is a new show that I have created to get information out there to really help you as a parent know what is best for you and your family. Not based on my opinion, not based on my personal experience with my children, but based on the most current research out there and gold standard sources. I know not every parent was raised in a wonderful family and had great role models. And so sometimes we don't know how to do something because you don't know what you don't know. And this is where proactive parenting comes in. I want to focus on discussing child development focus on current research that's coming out and best practices that are recommended by pediatric groups all over the globe. So you have a bunch of tools in your toolbox that you can grab when you see something happening in your family and use it knowing that you're going to get the results that you want to get. I'm your host, Dr. Deanna Marie Mason. I'm a certified pediatric nurse practitioner, a published author, and an expert in child development. I'm also the mom of two gorgeous children, and I know firsthand how much pressure and misinformation is out there, and that's why I'm here. I was one of those parents who wasn't lucky enough to have that wonderful upbringing, so when I had my first child and being in healthcare and research, I went to the books to learn what to do, to understand what was happening in my child and what I needed to do, not based on my own personal experience growing up in my parents' home, but what I could do to create a healthy, happy home life for my child going forward and not carry any of that baggage with me. So whether you have a kid, you know a kid, or once were a kid, grab a cup of tea and settle in. Let's let down our guard because this is a safe space. And let's explore questions and look at the real honest answers about how to raise kids in a way that you can customize to work for your modern family. So in today's episode, I wanna start by talking about the perfect parent, that image that is put out by movies, by TV, Facebook, Instagram, and some blogs and parenting books that are on the market. There are a lot of pressures on parents today to emulate that perfect parent. If you're not feeding your kid super organic foods and sending them to school with a perfectly color palleted bento box and shoes matching the hairdoodle or the coat matching the backpack, somehow you failed. If you miss a sporting event or your child doesn't give perfect results in their parent-teacher conference, There is just so much pressure on parents to think that we can mold specifically our child to be the image we want them to be and to sustain that image so our family looks wonderful. And I want to be honest with you that that's just a facade. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. There can't be. And the reason why that is is that we as parents are our own human beings. We have a world of lived experience. We have jobs. We have homes. We have family commitments. We have other things going on. 
And if we focus only on our child to make sure that they are having the most exceptional childhood, it means that something else has to give. We can't be everything to everybody all the time. But being a perfect parent is not good for either us as parents or our children. And let me explain that a little bit more. First of all, for us, if we are trying to do everything for everybody all the time, it means that we are not doing any self-care. It means we are going to be worn out. Our cup is going to be empty. Our batteries are going to be without energy because we only have so much to give. And if we're constantly sending that out and focusing on this little person in our life, soon all of our resources are going to be gone. And when they're gone, we stop. And so that creates this feeling of guilt, feeling of failure, but there's no way around it because we have no more energy. So it doesn't benefit us to try to be that perfect parent. Also, when we're trying to be that perfect parent, our focus is actually towards ourselves. It's internal rather than on our child. We're so worried about what we should do, how we should do it, are we doing enough, that we forget to look at the child in front of us and remember that they are an integral part of this experience and that we should be getting to know our child We should be reading what's going on with them and helping them manage all these new complexities that life gives them as they continue to mature. So in perfect parenting, it's all about us rather than our child. And when you mix those two things together, where we're focused on ourselves, trying to be this competitive idea of parenting that's put out by the media, and we're burnt out at the end and we throw up our arms and stop so we have enough time to recharge our batteries. It creates a starting and stopping or a vacillation between perfection and giving up. And we know from research that kids thrive in a consistent, clear environment where they can count on what's coming, plan and regulate themselves to fit that. And so When we're turning on from being the perfect parent to ignoring and forgetting about it and then clicking in again when we have enough energy, that's not healthy for our child. And really it's not healthy for us either because we too are humans and we too thrive on consistency and predictability. So I want to offer you something different than the perfect parent. I want to open up your mind to thinking about being a good parent. And it might seem like, well, good and perfect are the same, but they're not. And let me explain how that is. A good parent isn't a facade. It's a real, honest work in progress of being a parent to a child. It's focused on the values you want your kids to learn, and it reflects who you are and the values of your family. So let me explain this a little bit more. Whereas a perfect parent's trying to control everything, a good parent knows that they can adjust their response 
based on what's happening in the situation in front of them. So on days that your child is struggling, you can give more to help them, to guide them, to hold space for them. And on days when your kid is just trucking along on their own, you can let them be and let them stay in that safe zone you've created for them, but on their own. So there is this flexibility based on what's happening with your child. Additionally, having that flexibility allows us to let our kiddos figure it out on their own. We as parents don't have to, and more importantly, shouldn't always step in immediately and try to correct or manipulate or change. With that flexibility that we have in being a good parent, we can observe, watch, and see what our child's doing and give them time and space to self-regulate a bit so they can learn to wait until you finish talking on the phone before interrupting. They can wait 15 minutes while you finish preparing a meal. They can learn to control their needs, their desires, their wants for short periods of time. Obviously, based on the age of children, they have different abilities. But within each age and stage, no matter if it's a one-year-old, a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, or a 15-year-old, they have the capacity to do some self-regulation. And if we are in the future are going to expect our older children to self-regulate, we have to be able to give them time to figure it out. So that's another benefit of being a good parent. And then probably the most important piece that is going to improve your parenting game the most, at least it has for me, is that being a good parent gives you time for self-care because it's a time that your kids are doing okay, they're figuring it out on their own, and you take those, those periods of time for something for you, whether that's reading a book, going for a run if it's possible, going out with uh, friends for dinner, joining a bowling league, playing golf. I mean, it can be anything, really. Having time for self-care consistently throughout our days, our weeks, our months, and our years refills our battery. It gives us a chance to refill our cup, to recharge, re-energize, so we have more to give to our children and our family. Now, you might be thinking, well, gosh, okay, I understand the difference between a perfect parent and a good parent, but I mean, how much do I have to do this to be successful? Well, the truth is, you only have to be a good parent about a third of the time. At least that's what the research says. If you are tuning into your child's needs about a third of the time. Now, understand, I'm not talking about giving them one third of their meals or allowing them to sleep one third of the amount they should be sleeping or wearing their seatbelt only one third of the time. I'm talking about the emotional work here in parenting. So when your child is whiny, cryy, silly, goofy, all those things where they reach out to us and they're looking for a response from us, guidance, support. If we're doing it at least a third of the time, they're going to feel loved and secure and have a healthy attachment with us. And we can feel good about that. Now, shooting for a third is sustainable. This is something that we can do day on day, week on week, month on month, year on year, and we can create a very stable 
example of parenting for a child that they know that we're there, we have their back, and we can take care of them. Now, we're not going to do it when they demand it, and we perhaps not do it 100% of the time, but we are there, and we have that that emotional bond between us and our children, knowing that I got your back, I hear you, I see you, you're worth it, and I'm, I'm going to take care of it. In the meantime, practice doing some of this on your own because you're going to need to do this as you grow up, but I'm here if you need me. And that is really quite beautiful in the sense that you become kind of the director, not the micromanager, but the overall director of your family, saying this is how we are, this is who we are, this is how we behave. And in that, we're actually transmitting our family values. Maybe that's honesty, patience, tolerance, hard work, education, and the list goes on and on. But we are showing our children through our lived experience in family what it is to be part of that family and that everybody has a role, everybody has value, and everybody is responsible to everybody else. And it's that microcosm of the community that then emerges when you just take on the role of the good parent and push the role of the perfect parent to the side. In the end, being a good parent allows us to plan, execute, and more importantly, enjoy our family. So focusing on being a good parent really releases us from the artificialness and the self-centeredness that can happen when we're trying to be perfect parents. We don't need to sweat it. We just have to watch our child learn about them, understand how they're seeing the world, and then help them manage what's going on through different means. And with time, your child will begin to pick up that rhythm and you will be able to find something that's sustainable for you so that everybody's needs are met in a healthy, sustainable way. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, there's times when our children have more needs that we need to focus more on them. Illnesses, divorces, change of schools, blended families, natural disasters. There's lots of times when when life happens and we need to step up our game. But even in those times, we need to remember that balance of focusing on what needs to be focused on, but not trying to control everything. Because that moment we try to control everything, we try to step in, we try to solve and move things away. And this is where those terms come in of helicopter parenting or snowplow parenting, where we take away all of the, all of the difficulties of life or we're constantly hovering in case something happens. That's when we really start to mess with our child's development. We need to give them that time and that space to figure it out. And while we're giving them that time and space, we're still watching from a distance, but we're not directly interacting with them. 
that gives us time to do our own self-care. Now, of course, this is a very general presentation of the perfect parent versus the good parent. And over the course of these podcasts, we're going to explore lots of different facets around some of the themes that have come up in this uh, talk today. But know that every child has a developmental progression that is innately in them and will always be there. It's been there since the beginning of time and it will continue to be there throughout history. And we as parents can tap into that and maximize that and use it to guide our interactions with our children. And this idea of being a good parent is kind of the foundational stage of setting that up, knowing that you're not there to create a person, but you are there to help guide them. So I wanna leave you with just two practical tips to take away from today's talk. The first is being a good parent means that you're being real, and you're being honest and your values focused and what a lovely example that is to give our children that we are walking the walk we're embodying what we want them to learn and we're giving them the best foundation for picking up what we feel is important in our family the second is don't shoot for a hundred percent that idea that you can get a hundred percent is just a fallacy Instead, try to do what you need to do about a third of the time. And if you go over that, fantastic. But we know from the research that if you do this just a third of the time, 30% or so, you are going to be successful. And I hope that takes some burden off so that you don't feel that all the weight of the world is on you, but you can breathe and make choices, flex to the situation, Give your kids time to figure it out and create some time for you for self-care to refill your cup. I think that's the end of this episode. If you have any questions that about anything that we've talked about today or you'd like different questions answered, don't hesitate to send me an email at Deanna, D-E-A-N-N-A, at DeannaMarieMason.com. You can also find out more about me and what I do at my website, which is proactiveparenting.com. I'm all over social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can find my site by searching for my name. Again, that's Deanna, D-E-A-N-N-A, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, Mason, M-A-S-O-N. And you can connect with all the community of parents already practicing proactive parenting there. Finally, if you're interested in buying any of my books or online courses, please check them out on my website. And again, that's proactiveparenting.com. I want to give you my most sincere, heartfelt thanks for sharing some time with me today. If you liked today's show, why not tell your friends about it? I look forward to sharing more information with you soon. And I really do hope this starts a dialogue between you and I. Don't hesitate to send me those questions. And for now, I'll sign off. I'm Dr. Deanna Marie Mason, and I hope to see you in the next episode. Take care and be well.